What's up, hockey and sports fans? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop a Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL. With your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Drop the Puck Podcast. My name is Justin alongside always... Uh, oh my god, I can't speak. Alongside, as always, is jury-free Pedro Rodriguez. Pedro, how are you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. How are you doing on this Tuesday? I am doing alright. Uh, Pedro just got some good news. Uh, Pedro was supposed to report for jury duty tomorrow, and the case was closed. Case closed. So now Pedro's good. Pedro did his you know civil duty. And he's good for, what, four or five years? Uh, so that is a good thing for Pedro. Um, starting off, want to say sorry if you hear any annoying dogs barking. Uh, we are currently recording in my living room. We can't record where we usually record because it is... Got flooded. Yeah, it was, it was, flo- it was flooded. My basement was flooded uh, two or three weeks ago. And so we can't go down there. So we are up in my living room. Hopefully the dogs, you know, stay quiet. Nash is looking at me right now like he's in jail. Um, what else? Um, sorry we haven't been recording as often. Uh, I am currently working three jobs, which, you know, head spinning left and right, left and right, trying to find free time. Uh, but we're here. Um, we are here. We are recording. And... Let's get right into it, and let's drop the puck. All right, so I think from last episode, I'm trying to remember, I yep. don't think the Rangers had a general uh, a president. No, we did not. So let's start off with that. Um, the Rangers got their guy. I think he was their guy the whole time. I know a lot of people would have rathered Steve Eiserman, but... Eiserman was set on returning to Detroit. Um, you know, his family, you know, has a house there. So now he gets to go back to Detroit. Um, but the Rangers got their guy in John Davidson. Uh, JD is home. JD signed a, I forget how many year, four or five year contract, I believe. Yeah, I don't really. Um, to be the president of the New York Rangers. Uh, it, you know, like, Growing up, it was always JD and Sam on the broadcast and hearing the O babies. And you know, JD has always, I felt like just a ranger, right? Uh, so now he is home, and it's as cliche as it sounds, he is home. Um, he's done great work over you know in St. Louis and uh, and uh, Columbus. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I just want your thoughts on this whole situation. Uh, one thing I, I, I wanted to mention was uh, I, I liked how they said uh, how James Dolan at the presser was like, you know, you do what you got to do. I I like to be that guy that just sits back and, and watches and enjoys. And then I think about it as a Knicks fan. I was like, you son of a bitch. Why can't you, you know, why can't you be that way for the Knicks? But it is what it is. Uh, so, what are your thoughts? I, I think it's a great fit. I think, like you mentioned before, that was their guy in the beginning. And uh, having him back home uh, where he deserves, his fingerprints are all over this this St. Louis club right now. Um, he drafted majority of these players that are playing in the Stanley Cup Final, tied 2-2 with Boston right now. And 
yeah, I think he's a great fit. Uh, he's built up St. Louis. There were talks when he was the president that St. Louis wouldn't even stay in St. Louis at that time. Uh, so seeing that and seeing how successful that franchise has been has been great. Uh, and then he moved forward to Columbus. And look what they did there. They swept Tampa Bay. Uh, they had a great team mentality. And unfortunately, they couldn't beat Boston, who is now playing for the Stanley Cup. So it's for, for the Rangers, it's, it was just a perfect fit. And obviously, J.D. played 10 years in New York. Uh, then was a broadcaster for the Rangers after that with, uh, as you mentioned, Sam Rosen. He was there for 28 years. And uh, now he's back to where he belongs. And I think it's just a perfect fit, especially for a Rangers rebuilding team. Cool. Uh, no, I you know I couldn't agree more. Uh, I look forward to it. Uh, watching JD speak about how happy he is to be coming home, you know, it's it's emotional stuff. Uh, he played for us for a long time. He was you know the key piece. I would say the key piece to that one Stanley Cup run back in the day. Uh, and you know he he's home. Uh, so I'm looking forward to good things coming uh, to come with, you know, the New York Rangers and John Davidson. What a time it is to be a New York Rangers fan. Uh, you know, just no bullshit. You know, you know, it's exciting. We have a bunch of young kids coming up. We signed a bunch of our, you know, top prospects to entry level deals. We have John Davidson now. Glenn Sather has, you know, kind of stepped aside. It's, it's exciting. It's refreshing. Um, and not going to lie, I miss being in the playoffs. I miss watching Rangers playoff hockey right now, you know, when it's still light out at 8 o'clock at night. Uh, hopefully next year. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on the topic. I don't know if you have any finishing remarks on, you know, the John Davidson thing before we move on. No, it was like, like you, I think you've covered everything, you know, a good fit. Uh, the next thing on his agenda after being appointed was going to the Combine. Uh, he did that, uh, interviewed some players, including Jack Hughes, and obviously we all know that uh, – Capo Caco was not there. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that he had to be there anyway, uh, as did Jack Hughes. He didn't have to be there either, but whatever the case may be, uh, got that over with, and now they turn their attention to the draft, and I don't think it's no secret who the, who the Rangers will pick. Whoever doesn't go number one will go to number two, and then we'll go from there. Free agency, and then uh, well, obviously signing restricted free agents. <clears throat> free agency, and then on to preseason. Uh, another management signing uh the buffalo sabers found their head coach uh they signed ralph krueger uh not gonna lie don't really know much about the guy i don't know if you can add anything to him uh i just know you know obviously he replaced phil housley uh i saw an interview with john butchergross uh you know who was on the podcast once uh john butchergross and jack eichel were out on the golf course and he was asked if you know jack had been able to meet with uh Coach Kruger met in like Slovakia or something, yeah. um, which was interesting to hear. Uh, but Eichel said, you know, he's looking forward to it. He thinks he's a great fit, and we'll see where you know that ends up. Uh, Buffalo's Buffalo. Who knows? Um, there was another coaching signing. Uh, who was it? It was the or there's a GM or something like that. I thought there was another recent one. I could be well, wrong. Florida just hired uh, assistants. I saw that. Yeah. Um, but didn't Edmonton? Oh yeah, uh, Dave Tippett. Dave Tippett. That's yep. it. There you go. That's a good fit, I believe. For, uh, for yeah, Edmonton so Oilers. Dave Tippett uh, agreed to join the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, uh, you know, Edmonton is Edmonton. We'll see. You know, 
they, they have some great young pieces. They have obviously Connor McDavid. Uh, we'll see where that, you know, ends up. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. We have our Stanley Cup finals. Uh, right now, the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues are tied 2-2. Uh, they're heading back to Boston tomorrow? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Uh, they head back to Boston uh, Thursday for Game 5. One hell of a series, dude. Yeah, for uh, sure. it's 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 been great. Uh, you know, back and forth. And it if Game 3 goes to show anything, it shows that momentum is nothing. Like, momentum going into another game. I mean, Boston blew out the Blues. Yep, and I I know it ended with you know some empty net goals, but watching that game, dude, it was Boston the whole time. Right, it it was just from start to finish, Boston, Boston, just dominating play, dominating everything, every aspect of the game, and then you know they come out for the next game, it's a fresh start, and look what happens. Uh, so just comes to show how important that first goal is. Uh, hey, hey, well, yes, Ryan O'Reilly, forty three seconds into last night's game, just set the tone for the Blues, and the crowd uh, was rocking. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you know they they got the crowd into it. Uh, one funny thing that I have to mention about the Blues is YP uh, from Barstool Sports. He was at the game last night along with you know El Prez and Feidelberg. Is that when he got hit in the head? He got well, yeah, by accident. El, yeah, El, yeah, El Prez got you know hit in the head with the rally towel. Uh, but YP Young Page views he has a chinchilla, and his yeah. name is Boris, and every time the blues win he dances to gloria with boris so they have a shirt you know let boris dance and they somehow i don't know i don't know what he had or whatever but he had a piece of paper i saw that had the blues like header on it and he showed it at security and he got the chinchilla in so the chinchilla was in the crowd just chilling in its little cage and at the end of the game, he took the chinchilla out at the, in the stadium, started dancing with him, and all of a sudden, Brett Hull comes over and holds the chinchilla and kisses it. Hmm. Wild. Wild. Uh, Boris and Brett Hull were trending worldwide last night on Twitter. Um, they were, you know, all over some news outlets. You know, they were on, uh, you know, the local St. Louis news stations and everything. Uh just yeah, just wild. Uh, that's all. It's gonna I really... be the new mascot, I think. I, that's all I gotta say. Uh, we've, I, you mentioned uh, last night on Twitter. You don't understand the whole country roads thing. No, it's a West Virginia song. I know. I, I I completely agree with you, and I actually I, that's why I quote tweeted right. you last night because I said the same thing. I think it was game six or seven of the Western Conference Finals, and some guy actually quoted me that that link oh really yes so like i wrote on twitter like i don't get this like what because the hell? like that's like i i heard them sing it like like three times yeah. or something like that but i just thought oh they're just singing country roads like it is what it is yeah. it's like it's like at ranger games when you sing i i don't remember the song but uh just whatever the crowd gets into a song they sing it but then i heard it again and again and again i'm like I'm it like, makes no sense, about West right? Virginia. St. Louis is in Missouri why yes, are you singing this I, song I, that's exactly what i said and then uh, the honestly even after what you quoted me you still don't still, get it. Still, like, yeah. why? So, apparently, if, for any of you that don't know, um, it was during some random matinee it was a game, game. It was a game this, in February against the Nashville Predators. On, like, a Sunday matinee. On, like, a Sunday matinee. And they turned off the song because the puck was dropped. And the crowd just kept singing the song. And for some strange reason, that just kept the trend going. 
and in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe that was a turning point of their season. No, their turning point of the season was in January. Yes. This was played in February, and it it just stuck, and they just sing Country Roads <laughs> in the third period. Like, it's just nothing, and I still don't understand it. It's But hey, new traditions it's, are new traditions, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Let them have fun with it. They should change it, though. I love Gloria, by the way. Yeah, that's a good song. Gloria playing at the end of every win is yeah awesome, um, but yeah it, it, it was it, it it's a tradition I guess and it is what it is, uh, but I was thoroughly confused about it as well. Yeah. Uh, but back back, back to, to the game. Yeah, back to the game. <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, so it's a good series, two two. Yes. Uh, Who do you have pulling through? I think Boston. I still think Boston has the edge here. Yeah, um, really. I do. Uh, I think Boston's gonna go home. Win game five. Oh, I, so I, I have the Bruins in six. I have the Bruins in six. I think ball, I think the Bruins having that three two threshold on the Blues are just gonna close them out. Um and, and ended in St. Louis. But uh just the way the Bruins play, Zidane Char is just He's an animal man. He's like a, a robot. Beast. He comes out during the Eastern Conference final, hurt in full pads, receives the Prince of Wales trophy. Then in game five, gets hurt. Yep. Comes out, uh, just stays in full pads. He was told not to play. Apparently, his jaw was all wired up. Was it really? Yeah. Apparently, his, he had a broken jaw. Jeez. Oh, I... God. Well, he didn't play, I don't think, in the third. No, he they, sat on the bench, The though. doctors advised him not to play during the rest of the game. But he just stays on the bench anyway. I've never seen that before. That's a captain, in my opinion. Yeah, no. And that sets the tone. Char is a freak, man. Yep. Um, Ryan O'Reilly had a hell of a game last night. What about uh, that trade? Two man? goals. That Ryan O'Reilly trade. That just comes to show. <sighs> that that Ryan, just comes yeah. to show. Yeah, you know. And uh, I I look at the Bruins and I look at Charlie Coyle. I look at that trade. Charlie Coyle. Yeah. Is, and I see how yeah. he was slow in the in the regular season. Obviously, getting a cu- coming home custom to Boston, and turns it up yep. in the playoffs. And that right there comes to show how important a trade deadline deal can be. I think yeah. of that. I think of Stefan Matteau when the Rangers acquired him in '94, with their cup run and what he did, obviously. And you look at Charlie Coyle, same thing. Marcus Johansson when they acquired him from New Jersey, same thing. I mean, these acquisitions are just—they're changing. They're changing the playoffs. No, I agree, and and it just goes to show why they risk the future for the now because the Stanley Cup is the, in my eyes, the greatest trophy in all of sports. Yep. Uh, and you know. If there, if you really truly think you have that shot at it, then go for it. Definitely. Um. So I, I, I still want St. Louis. So I might. Do my, you have St. Louis winning? My heart of hearts does have St. Louis winning. Yes. Okay. Um. Do I think Boston can easily win? Yeah. But just because I just can't stand. I saw a sign. It was like. And the drought, 108 days since our last parade. I was like, that that pissed me off. That annoyed me. So, let's go St. Louis. Let Boris dance. Yeah, uh, it's just interesting to see that Boston can go from being a team that wins the cup, has a down year, finishes in like six, between 6th and 8th place, gets bumped out of the playoffs, but they're still contending. You know what I mean? Like, they're still yeah. there. They miss the playoffs like one time. They get a top fifteen pick. They come back, make the playoffs, and they make the cup final. I, it's just, I just don't understand how that team just keeps. Just it's keeps that it core. It's that core. Going. 
That's what it is. But they don't break it up, which which to which me is, is just insane. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it, it is crazy because it is the core. It you know it's Patrice Bergeron, it's Brad Marchand, it's Zdeno Chara, it's even that posture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know when you have that and Charlie McAvoy, man. Yeah. I mean when you Tory have the, Krug is having yeah, a hell of when a you have that trial. caliber, you know, of a core. You're always gonna you know. I feel like you're always gonna have a chance. No, for um, sure. And I still think they're going to be buyers and in the in contention for at least another two or three years. Then maybe that's when well, you strip if, it. Once that core is intact, I mean, I feel like you always have to it's count kinda, Boston. It, it, they kind of remind me of the core in Chicago. I mean, to a less, a little lesser of an extent because it wasn't, you know, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, Duncan, uh, Duncan Keith, Keith, Brent, Brent Seabrook, yeah, Corey it, Crawford, yeah, exactly. Um, but now you start seeing. Mary, I mean, at the point, you know, sometimes they, they had Marion Hope. Hosa. So, yeah. But, so. you know, I mean, Boston could turn into Chicago, though. They start to diminish. No, they it, get older. it happens to everyone. Seabrook and Keith aren't the defensemen that they kind of used to be. I mean, they're still elite defensemen, but they're not having the years that they had prior to when Chicago was winning cups. And, you know, maybe Boston could turn into that way. Uh, who's your Consmith winner as of right now? Hmm. Uh. Is it weird if I say Charlie Coyle? I mean, no, I would go with Tuka Rask, though. All right. Well, I mean, Tuka Rask is a, ni- a 93, 9, uh, 9, 9.38 save percentage, I think he has. I mean, he has two shutouts in the playoffs. Well, obviously, 14 wins. I mean, this guy is. Yeah, no. I feel like he's changing. But for the changing Stanley game. Cup final right now, I think Coyle has been the or, if not, one of the top difference makers for the Bruins. And I don't know if it's just him putting himself in the right position or, you know, his his crashing to the net. But What about Char- Schwartz? Jaden Schwartz? Two hat-tricks in the playoffs this season. It's, it's, he leads in goals of 12 on the Blues. It's an interesting... 18 points. ...suggestion. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out, man. Uh, we still have at least two more games to go. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of hoping for three. Um, but that's just me being I can me. see it going seven. I would love that. Game seven, Stanley Cup final. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Nothing beats it. Nope. Uh, all right. Um, let's move on. Let's let's talk a little, you know, trades, rumors um, here and there. Uh, last night, our former buddy Kevin Hayes was traded by the Jets to the Philadelphia Flyers for a fifth-round pick. Now, this trade mm-hmm. is kind of low risk for the flyers this gives the flyers the chance to negotiate with him first before he reaches you know july 1st and he becomes an unrestricted free agent right so nothing happens you know they lose a fifth round pick and kevin hayes goes and figures out what he wants to do uh fine my you're worried no i'm not i'm not necessarily worried um yeah, it would suck to see Kevin Hayes sign a long-term extension with one of our rivals. Right. That would suck. Not going to lie. I liked him being out west, so I didn't have to watch him, you know, whatever. Go do your thing out west. Mm-hmm. But I, this whole, with Elaine Vigneault being the head coach, mm-hmm. A.V., I, how do you feel Hayes played under A.V.? Because I feel like there was, while, while you gathered your thoughts... I feel like I've read that there was, you know, tension between the two, you know, Hayes was a younger player. I mean, only what a year, 
two years younger. He was still, I would think, a veteran in the league. But he was also, you know, not really... I don't know. I feel like AV pushed him to be more of a two-way defensive center. And then last year, he kind of broke free under David Quinn because he was able to do what he, you know, he's normally able to do. Do you think... I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about AV, an AV and Kevin Hayes reunion. And I also worry... This is totally beyond the Kevin Hayes thing, but AV likes to rely on his veterans, right? Especially veterans that he's had right. before, right? That's why we ended up signing uh, uh, Tanner Glass. Mm-hmm. He loved Tanner Glass in Vancouver. Draw Tanner Glass over, would play Tanner Glass over Pavel Buchnevich. Oh, let's not discuss that. But right. it, what 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 happens now with Nolan Patrick? Are you are you worried about Nolan Patrick? Because let's say Kevin Hayes does indeed sign a extension. He right. has a talk with AV. AV wants to rely heavily on you know Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes, like I said, likes his veterans, likes the players that have played under him before. Right. What happens to Nolan Patrick? I mean, they tried to give him that number two slot, that number two C last year, and right. some would say he really you know faltered. Right. He 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 wasn't you know he wasn't living up to expectations. Now do they start burying him? Does he turn into a third fourth line center? Is he a third, fourth line center? Is that going to diminish his his ability to, you know, improve and develop? Well, I know that's one of the things that was expressed in his press conference when he was introduced in Philadelphia was he relies a lot on veterans. And we saw that in New York. You saw that in Vancouver with the Sedin twins, uh, with Edler and mm-hmm. and the case there when obviously they had a great team there, made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, me losing to, ironically, the Boston Bruins. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, is it worrisome if I'm a Flyers fan? A little bit, um, especially if you if you do bring in Kevin Hayes, uh, Drew will be your number one center, Hayes would slide into your number two, unless you put Nolan Patrick in on the wing. I don't think Kevin Hayes is going to like being a third third line center. I mean, I per, I would have slid him second. Uh, Kevin Hayes is second line center. There's no doubt about it. Now the pitch, I don't know what the pitch will be to to to, to Hayes. Uh, uh, I don't know if Hayes will probably get paid around six million a year, roughly multi year deal. I don't know. It might be a, maybe a short term deal, not a long term deal. Uh, but I feel as like for Hayes Nolan is Patrick, looking for that long-term deal, though. Probably. This is the age but where he's looking for it. He's 20, 27, I think, yeah. if he's in his prime right now. So now is the time where, if I'm a Flyers fan, like you mentioned, is it worrisome the AV can, you know, our second, you know, your former second overall pick in Nolan Patrick, is he gonna, his play is going to diminish? Are you going to potentially lose him? I'm not going to say it's not a possibility because as – as we know, we saw Pavel Buchnevich's time diminish. Yep. You saw his now. You see his time now. You see his time on ice increases. He puts in twenty goals this season. Mm-hmm. Um, could possibly be a 25, 30 goal score in the NHL. Um, as you mentioned, uh, there were times where Jimmy Vesey's time got cut off, and he was playing well. Uh, the list goes on and on. And even in Vancouver, he had he had players like that as well. Uh, so his philosophy has to change. Um, in order for things to happen, Elaine Vino needs to realize that the league is getting younger. The younger players are dominating in this league. You see Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, uh, Patrick Line to a certain extent last season. Uh, Pedersen, Pedersen, uh, Matt Barzell on the Islanders. I mean, this this 
this league is getting younger and it's getting faster. Yep. And it's not those big tough guys anymore. And Olin Vigneault has to realize that it's the young guys that are taking the league. Nolan Patrick has to be an essential part of his team. Uh, it's his third year in the league, and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to play him, even if Hayes is there. Uh, and you know we'll see what happens. But if that's a problem, if I was a Flyers, I don't know if I would want him. But depth wise, I would love to have Kevin Hayes on my team. Oh, absolutely. Depth wise, absolutely. Um, Kevin Hayes, like I said, he's a great player. Uh, now you last night you were talking like ext- like extension rumors. Like who, who's your source? So who, what do you got going on over there? This, uh, who's that guy that, uh, that you follow? What's his name? The IB. Uh, incarcerated Bob? That guy. He retweeted somebody, which I found was interesting, because he is a writer for the Flyers. Um, but then I read more into it. And let me see if I can find the tweet here. He retweeted it somewhere. Um, but anyway. Uh, he said that, here we go. That Kevin Hayes are closing in a multi-year contract extension in the range of six million a year. Do you think six million is too much for him? No. You think that's right around? I think that's reasonable, definitely. Okay. Uh. Now looking at it, do you think he resigns in Philadelphia? My... Do you think that is where he will be? I just think the Flyers obviously just. Obviously, like you said, they gave up a fifth-round pick just to try, just to try, yeah, just to get that first go. Do you? I just don't see that being the fit for him. Right. I really don't, and that's me not being, you know, a biased Ranger fan or anything. I just the whole Elaine Vigneault thing throws me through, like throws me through a loop. I really don't think Kevin Hayes had a good relationship with AV. I, I, you know, I could be blowing smoke. Right. I could totally be blowing smoke, but I know for a fact that a lot of those players did not like playing under AV. For sure. Definitely. A lot of them. Right. And why Kevin Hayes wouldn't be one of those guys. I don't know. Uh, but a lot of New York Rangers did not enjoy playing under Elaine Vigneault. And that's the whole thing. I, I, it, you know, if they're going to get a deal done, those two have to have a sit down and they'll definitely have to talk about it. I don't think that's where Kevin Hayes wants to be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to leave it at that. If he signs there, Hey, the fifth round pick turned out well for, you know, the Flyers. They got who they wanted. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. I don't I don't have any sources or anything. It's just them trying. Good for them. If they lose a fifth round pick, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but talk about that fifth round pick. The Jets really took an L on that Kevin Hayes deal, huh? So they like they went in they went all in. They they, Listen, they went in with that first round pick I, yeah, and Claude Lemieux. Yeah. Uh, not Claude Lemieux, Brendan Lemieux. <laughs> Uh, Brandon Lemieux, and they turned it into a fifth round pick. Essentially, that's it's, what they. That's what happened. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get that first round pick back. Truba, yes. Uh, it's no secret that the Rangers are interested in J- in Jacob Truba, and there's no doubt it's going to take a first round pick to get Jacob Truba, and possibly number twenty two on the Rangers right now. Uh. So I wouldn't be surprised if they got that. In my opinion, getting Capo Caco or Jack Hughes, you don't need another first-round pick, in my opinion. You already have your elite franchise player, in my eyes. I feel like you don't even need that other first-round pick. I feel like Capo Caco or Jack Hughes equals two first-round picks, maybe even three, in my eyes. Okay. 
Um, if you're that interested in Jacob Trouber, you obviously know your defense is not the best. You struggled yeah, for the past lot, two sorry, years. We have a lot of defensemen. For sure. So get rid of Shattenkirk's contract. Uh, you can buy out Stahl or Smith. I still you opened think up Shatty your cap space, still... and you brought in Jacob Truba. I understand you have a soft spot for him because it's his hometown team. This no, and that. Not even that. I just still think Shattenkirk is, has a lot to give. Maybe the fact of the matter is his first two years have not planned out. Power play Correct. has not been to where it has been. Correct. He's been injury prone the past two seasons. And it's just he's not playing up to par. He's not playing up to his contract. And he and keep in mind, this guy wanted seven years. Keep in mind, he wanted a seven-year deal. Okay, got him for four. We got him for a hometown hometown discount. Yeah, there's only two years left on the contract. Right, but and he's got it. He said he wants to earn that next contract. But if you can offer him with your first round for, with another first round pick for Jacob Truber, you're telling me you're gonna say no. I would have he's to an think. Upcoming I would, defenseman. I mean, I would have I, to think about it. My eyes, I feel like it's a no-brainer. I I don't know. Uh, I would I would rather or you Smith. Know, yeah, I would. Oh, Brandon Smith, send him, send him packing. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Uh, Brandon Smith's got to go. I think Stahl's coming into what the last year or two of his contract. Two more. Two. So he's he's on. He's finishing up with Lundqvist and Shattenkirk. Correct. Um, all right. So two years. We they're all off the. Yeah. Uh, the payroll. And another interesting thing about a defenseman is Eric Carlson. Uh, mm-hmm. A decision will come up this week whether he wants decides to stay, to stay in um, San Jose or decide to test the market. And don't be surprised if the Rangers are in on that one as well. All right. So here's a question for you as a Ranger fan. Do I want Eric Carlson? Yes. I know Panarin. Give me is a yes. price. I know, I know Panarin. Give me a price. Uh, I can't give you a I price. I need a price in years. I... Are you talking nine million dollar range? This guy probably wants eleven. Uh, nine point five, six years. Nine point five at six years. Yeah. No, let's make it ten. Ten million in six years, yeah. so a sixty million dollar contract. Yeah. Does he have both ankles or one and a half? <laughs> he's got a, he's got one and a half. Obviously, he has one and a half ankles. Yeah, I ain't taking that. Uh, he, he's he's the one and a half ankle man. Do I get Panarin? <laughs> how would that how would that happen? I want I'd rather Panarin than Carlson. No, I, I mean obviously Panarin is number one. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully in the Rangers' eyes, free Which agency. I think he is. Panarin's got to be number Which one. Which I think he is. I mean, I just we have so many defensemen, man, and we have so many up and coming defensemen. Like uh, we have Rykov. We have if he comes, Rykov signed. He's signed, yes, but yes. he has, doesn't he have a clause to get out if he wants Second to go back year. to KHL. Second year? Yes. Well, so he's right. definitely doing a year over in North America. Neil Pionk isn't turning Which, out. Which, you know, the second year thing, that's fine. You know, if it's if it hasn't right. worked out in a year, right. sure, go, go okay. back. Yeah. So this whole next year, he's either on the Rangers or he's in Hartford. Most likely Hartford to get adjusted. All right, so I just pulled it up. Mm-hmm. We have on defense... Kevin Shattenkirk. Yep. I think he should stay. Okay. Uh, we have, let's see, where is it? Brady Shea, obviously. Tony D'Angelo, Neil Pionk, Brendan Smith, Mark Stahl, Freddie Clayson, who I think is going to be gone, but I think Freddie Clayson deserves a spot. John Gilmore, Libor Hijack, Darren Radish, Ryan Lindgren, Chris Begris, Rob O'Gara, Sean Day. And then we have Adam Fox. We have Joey King. We have Igor Rykov. Adam Fox. Yeah. 
So you, you, you got a clusterfuck. And part of my language, but keep Shattenkirk, keep Shea, keep D'Angelo, Neil Pionk. Not sure. I think he's must trade bait. Yeah. Yeah, at the, at, the, at the draft, yes. With, with the addition of Adam Fox, I think you have the flexibility to use him as trade bait, along with Gilmore as well. John Gilmore. You have, you have Libor Hayek coming up. Ryan Lindgren has shown he can play, as 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 did Hayek. Even though he didn't play well in the AHL, he, the system yeah, in the Rangers, he, yeah, he, played, he played phenomenal. Well, yeah, and then he got hurt. Yep. Uh, Adam Fox. Brandon Smith, you got right. to do something with his $4.35 million contract. Mm-hmm. Um there's just no room for Brandon Smith anymore. He played great when we got him. We signed him to that deal. So why bring a guy like Carlson? So why? I know I, I, it's because it's Eric Carlson, and apparently he'll take some sort of small discount to play with Henrik, one of his best friends. But then he think, wants to win. We're not, not going to win. I still don't understand how there's a, there is a remote possibility that he can end up in Tampa Bay. No, I don't either. But that I would that would that would have to include us. Getting like Callahan, Callahan, we would need with, a contract. Plus, yeah, plus uh, you give like, me yeah. a, like Sergic Paquette or something like yeah, that. I need someone yeah, else. Yeah, we would need someone else, and we would take Callahan. Um, you know, Mark Stahl, I think, has solidified his spot on the team. He's not going to go anywhere. I really don't think so. Freddie Clayson, I thought, has played great. He's young. I think he deserves another contract, but he's probably, probably going to be gone. He's probably going to be gone. John Gilmore, Hartford, Lieber Hijack, up in the air. Darren Radish, Hartford, Ryan Lindgren. Up in the air. Up in the air, exactly. Uh, Begris, O'Gara, Hartford. Shonde, Hartford. Bergman, Hartford, if they signed. Yeah, they signed him. Uh, Crawley, Hartford. Fox, NHL. Joey Keane, Hartford. Igor, uh, Igor Rykov, up in the air. So, I mean, we have a lot of freaking defensemen. For sure. And then we still have an unsigned. Nils Ling, uh, Lundqvist, uh, Lindquist, uh, Keandre Miller, Jakob Ragnarsson, Tarmo Ruinen, defensive prospects, and something's got to give. So, I do not expect the Rangers to have all these defensive prospects under contracts or to be just on the Rangers in general right. by the start of the season. Yeah. A few of these defensemen are going to be going in deals for maybe other picks or, you know, well, I look at a guy like Nikita Zaitsev, who who wants who came yep. out, who said he wants out of Toronto, and he will be getting yeah, right. They're gonna you know do right by him, and they're gonna move him. Uh, yeah, it's you know. I love how we just get to the range. I it's know just, it's it's, how do we do it's, this? it's a habit. It's a mind. It's magic. Um, all right, let's move off then. Then, uh, do we have any more trades now? Just Adam just, Fox and then yeah, Kevin just, Hayes. Uh, that's all. Uh, but so we spoke. About, we touched up on Adam Fox uh, on the last podcast. Yep. Um. All right, let's go into the NHL draft coming up. We have what count less than three weeks now. Yeah, less we than three weeks. It's the twenty first of June. Yep. So coming up, uh, as obviously a Ranger fan, it's very exciting uh, that we will be landing one of Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. Obviously, who? All right, you're Ray Shiro. Okay. Who do you pick first overall? I mean, there's different. I I think. Look at your team. Who do you pick first overall? Who is your Who is your guy? Looking long term as a GM, who is your number one guy? Jack Hughes. For them. Right. And we get Capo Caco. 
<laughs> Sorry, so, I, I smile I, on your face. Yeah, I, I, I just really want Kako. Uh, I think he now obviously. What if, now what if New what? Jersey picks Capo Kako? Would you be okay with Jack Hughes? Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not going to be mad with Jack uh, Hughes. Sure. Uh, no way would I ever be mad with Jack. Like uh, the range, like it's been said over and over and over and over and over again. The Rangers are just sitting back right now, playing. You're just thinking playing, about that playing, maybe twentieth playing pick. some cornhole. Right. Yeah. They, you know, whoever the whoever the Devils take. All right, I'm happy with the other guy. I'm actually ecstatic with the other guy. Like they can't lose. Uh, and then it's on the Devils if you know the other player becomes worse or has a worse career or whatever, then it's their fault. Right. It's not the Rangers' fault. Uh, so the Rangers are—they're not even worried about that pick. Uh, yes, they're more worried about what they're going to do with the twentieth. Maybe they move the twentieth and the forty-second and trade up. Uh, I've saw you know I've saw rumors about that to go get some guy. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to try it. But some Is he guy, American? No, Kaliev. Ah, Kaliev. Okay. Yeah, he has like fifty something goals and sixty mm-hmm. something assists in fifty-four games or some shit like that. Uh, but yeah, apparently mid-range area of prospects that are going to be the steal of the draft. Right. So I don't know anything about prospects. I would be lying to you if I said I did. The only two people that I know about are Capocacco and Jack Hughes. And maybe, you know, Alice Tricot and, you Cole know, a, yeah, the, a few of the, you know, the United U- States exactly. development program players exactly. are going to go top five. Definitely top 10. Uh, in my eyes. Actually, let's, let's look up what's, what's the latest mock draft. Uh, Let's, let's, TSNs? Pull, let's pull that up. Oh, you have TSNs up? I have TSNs. All right, yeah. So let me hear it while I look up. What we got? So no, obviously, decided to load. Obviously, Jack Hughes is going to be number uno. Number one. Now, do you think, like, who, honestly, honestly, God, yep. who, who do you think is the better hockey player? Jack Hughes. Yeah? If, if I'm looking long term, it is extremely difficult to find a centerman with such talent, speed, and hockey sense than Jack Hughes. Would how would you obviously when you know, when Crosby when the Crosby draft was happening. Yep. And the Rangers got screwed, by the way. Um well, well the Rangers had a shot. Oh, we had a lot the, we had a mock yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah, they were part of that uh Yeah. And we ended up with like we we dropped the worst. Yeah, we dropped. Um, anyway, um, Crosby draft. Yes, Crosby was the consensus hyped number. Hyped up. Yep. Hyped, like for years. Mm-hmm. You don't see Jack Hughes turning into a Sidney Crosby, do you? Not to take anything away from Jack Hughes, I don't think he's that talent. I don't think he's yeah. Crosby level. Crosby, yes. I think he's more of a Patrick Kane, Johnny Goudreau type of player uh and still then, a very good player i still and then i look at cabo caco and i think of miko rantanen on colorado i think he's a versatile player with speed skill um and drives hard to the net and uses that big body as we saw in the in the, in the world championships i mean caco used his body he was playing against men he was turn, twisting and turning he was driving to the net finishing he's the more nhl ready guy uh, compared to Jack Hughes, that's because Kako played in the Finnish uh, Elite, Elite League. League yeah. so he played against men for the past two years. And so right now, I think Capo Kako is the most NHL-ready guy in the draft. But long-term, I think Jack Hughes will ultimately come on top. Not by a lot. Not by a lot. But 
I still think he will be the better player overall down the line. Interesting. No doubt. Um, do you have I the... have the draft, yes. You do? Yes. All right, cool. Um, I have... This is the latest on TSN. Uh, this was May 22nd, so not that long ago. Uh, Jack Hughes, number one. Capo Caco, number two. To the Rangers, number three is interesting. I'm looking on TSN right now, and I'm comparing it to NHL.com's. That just came out recently, I believe, a day or two days ago. Um, TSN has Bode Byram going at number three uh, to Chicago. And I'm looking here and on NHL.com, two out of the three have... Alex Turcott going at number three from the United States Development Program. And the other one has Dylan Cousins from the WHL, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, at number four, uh, Kirby Dotch is on TSN, also on NHL.com. And so is Cousins as well. Hmm. At number five on TSN is Cole Caulfield. Uh, as well as, well, number five here on NHL.com. Bo Byram is actually a clear number five here on NHL.com. See, isn't it crazy how much of a toss-up it is after the one and two? For sure. When they really say it's a two-man For draft. Sure. Yeah, I think it's just what the teams need. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. They're all great players. I think they're all going to be fantastic players in the league. But uh, I think it's what the team needs. Um, at number six here on TSN, they have Dylan Cousins. And then... On NHL.com at six for the Red Wings is Vasily Podkolzin, uh, who was projected to be number three in the beginning of this he's, whole he's deal. Dropped, he's yeah. dropped drastically because of his KHL contract, which is pretty interesting. And I'm just going to finish at number seven with the, uh, with the Buffalo Sabres here. Um, Alex Turcotte on TSN, and then on NHL.com, Cole Caulfield is, is projected at number seven. I, I was just reading something, and I wanted to mention it because I've also thought it. Capo mm-hmm. Caco is a pure born winner winner yeah winner 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 winner. like winning uh he's won the under 18s he's won the under 20s he's won a world championship i think he's three for three i don't think he's ever lost a national tournament Mm -hmm. uh next up is the stanley cup uh actually the finnish coach uh yuka yeah good luck yeah uh yellonen uh he said if new jersey wants a winner they should pick kako Obviously, it's the Finnish coach. Obviously, he's going to say that. But it's true. Kako's a damn winner. That's all he does. Uh, Hughes is a great player as well. But in the important games, Kako has always been better. He is already playing like a man. He could play in the NHL right now. And in a few months, he'll be even better. After a few years, he'll be one of the best players in the world. So, you know. One last thought. I just think, obviously, he's going to say that because it's it's his coach. Yes, no yeah, doubt about that, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, but I think it's just to keep in mind that Kako has been playing with men for the past two years. Uh, he was on a Finnish roster that, yes, won the gold, no doubt about it, against uh, Canada. I have kudos to them. But comparing Hughes and Kako, it's Jack Hughes was on a U.S. team that had all NHL players. Yes, Correct. he was scratched. He came back from the scratch, uh, from his the game he was scratched, went back in the lineup, played extremely well. Uh, but don't forget he was playing behind Patrick Kane, uh, Dylan Larkin, uh, just all those guys, you know. And it's just, it's a little unfair 
in my eyes. Uh, we just can't hide the fact that with the numbers he put up in the in the development program is just he broke records. This yeah. guy broke every record. Yep. Uh, so it's I think it's fair to just you know dim it down. You know, Kako is a great player. I'm excited for the future if he comes to the Rangers. There's no doubt about it. I think he's going to be one of the best players in franchise history, in my eyes. Okay, with goal scoring wise, I don't know if he'll beat Yager's 50. 56 goals he yeah. had that year uh but who knows i think he is an elite player he is an elite prospect there's no doubt uh but hughes i think is just a little bit better all right fair enough that's that's absolutely fair uh, we're gonna wrap it up because we keep getting a system overload on our program and it keeps cutting us off and it's getting very irritating um but it was it's, it's good to be back uh, hopefully, you know, what happened today was I only had one job, so I was able to, you know, get that done. And then Pedro was off today and available. So we were able to work this out to be able to record. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to figure that out at least one day each week going forward. Uh, but we are trying our best. Um, uh, anything to add before I close it up? No, uh, hopefully we could get an episode out before. The draft. Stanley Cup champ and, is yes. announced. Um, even if they are announced, we'll obviously go through that. And uh, obviously before the draft on June 21st, uh, you know, maybe if we're both available on the 21st, we can... Uh, I have a wedding that day. Just kidding. Uh, we'll uh, we'll summarize it I was going to go into the city. Oh, that's right. You had I was, was going to go into the city party. for the viewing party, and then my girlfriend reminded me yeah, that she we... she shot you down. No, she reminded me that we have my friend's wedding that day. Uh, so... Sorry. Can they reschedule the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a possibility? So I'll, I'll be watching, uh, you know, a live stream of uh, the draft at, While the at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, the middle of the wedding with your phone out? Yeah. That's no, fine. it's during the reception. So, okay. Or whatever. The, yeah. So it'll be fine. Uh, anyway, um, thank you for tuning in as always. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, actually, we have to renew our website. Our website's down right now. Uh, so the website's down right now, but that is DropTheFuckPodcast.com. Uh, find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Drop the Puck Podcast. Uh, you know, reach out to us on Twitter, at DropThePuckPod. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. I have to, you know, get more interactive on Twitter, that's for sure. Uh, and we'll be looking to build the brand. Um, so hopefully we'll get that up and running. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it from me. Uh, so last words, no, enjoy the Stanley Cup final, everyone. Yes. Enjoy fun. See you guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the drop the puck podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez on Facebook and Twitter at drop the puck pod. We'll catch you next time. NHL fans on the drop the puck podcast.